This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And as you're tuning in to today's show, if you have a question about anything we're discussing, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. And definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're at the website, you can surf around, but if you click on the radio page, you can check out past shows and subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. So don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. We are taking some meetings now um, in a judicious way. But we're gonna talk today about you know, how do you travel? And we, we're in a little bit of a travel pause right now, but we want to talk about when you're retired, you know, how do you travel and make that part of your life? Because it's a really cool thing that all of a sudden you have this time and you want to make sure that you have the budget for it too. But before we jump into to traveling and retirement, let me check in with my amazing co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? I am doing great, Tara. I've had a, a good week and uh, the weather's getting nice again, and I'm, I've got a lot going on this weekend. I have a lot of uh, things on the honeydew list, which hopefully we can get checked off. So uh, I'm excited. How about you? How are you doing? Oh, staying busy. So we're, we're, we were just talking about it. This is going to be drill weekend. So we're trying to figure out how do you, how do you have drill and then uh, make sure that you're doing your social distancing and your spacing? Because it's a tough question, Tony. Like, how do you like be safe, but continue to live and function in the world? Good question. It's, it's just, if you have the answer, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's a tough question because, you know, they always say like the show must go on or life goes on, but how do we do it and, but do it safely. And it's, it's, uh, we're getting to try to figure it out as we go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge. And obviously, uh, figuring it out as we go that we're all in the same boat though. That's one thing. I mean, we're all struggling with this and I don't know if things are ever going to get back to uh, total normalcy, right? Yeah, I think COVID is just going to be part of our lives like the flu now, but hopefully we'll we'll get some kind of a vaccine and and we'll be able to incorporate it into kind of the rhythm like we do with the flu. And we know that there's going to be flu season. You know, one of the good things is I think people are all washing their hands now, which should have been happening anyway, but I think people are paying more attention to that. But I think it's going to be, I really think it's going to be a couple of years before we kind of figure out how to live with, live with this. Because it's just, it's not going to go away, I don't think. Oh, no, I, I don't think so either, uh, honestly. And uh, it's going to be a struggle for a lot longer than we had originally hoped. I think some people thought, well, maybe by the summer it'll be dying down. But it's now, you know, people started to go back out and now there's some resurgence. So and you hear so many different takes on it. I mean, everybody has a take. And I think you just have to uh, really uh, be discerning, try to listen to uh, I try to listen to the science and the doctors, but, uh, you know, 
we all have to do our things in the economy. And speaking of the economy, our, our topic today is is travel in retirement. Well, travel's been shut down basically, uh, and so uh, people have been saving money on travel in retirement, haven't they? <laughs> well, yeah, we really have. I know I've had two dive trips canceled this year. These were some big trips that I had planned for a long time. So. It's, uh, yeah, we're saving a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, you're saving money, but you're not getting to do the things you want, which is frustrating. And I, I think that brings us to our topic today, Tara, because I know that you want to talk about people, you know, a lot of people do want to travel, at least some in retirement, uh, but sometimes they can't, not because of COVID, when this whole thing, uh, when we do get back to some semblance of normalcy, uh, they'll want to start traveling again, but sometimes we're limited by our budget. But there are ways uh, to travel on a fixed budget, aren't there? You know, there are, and that's why I love, because, I mean, that's one of the beautiful things. I was just thinking about it, Tony. I was watching a, a news clip, and it was talking about a cargo ship was going to be able to make it from Africa to the east coast of the United States in 24 hours. And wow. you, can you just imagine people used to do that and like it would take them six weeks at least. Wow. And, and it's just like it's a it's a cool thing to live in this time as people that like to travel. It, it's accessible to everybody. And so we want to do it. I think it's just kind of a natural, natural part of what people want. And then after working and, and, and getting ready for retirement, a lot of people really look forward to now I'm going to have that time to go and, you know, see the country and and look at the national parks or, you know, whatever your thing is. But it's, I think it's a, it's a natural thing that we all like to do. And, and it's just astounding when you look really in like the last 200 years, how far we've come. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, it is. And so uh, obviously there are a lot of options when it comes to travel and things have opened up a little bit, but I know people are still hesitant and I think rightly so. Uh, but when things do get open back up, uh, I know you have some ways uh, to travel in retirement on a fixed budget, right? Well, yeah. So one of the things that comes back to always, Tony, is I, I think it's really important that you kind of look at your budget and figure out, you know, what are my food, basic food, clothing and shelter requirements and know what those things are. And then you have what's left in your budget for doing the luxury things like going out to eat, going to the movies, you know, all those fun things we used to do. And so one of the first things that you'll do is if you're on a fixed budget, figure out what you got to have. You got to pay your electricity bill and, and you got to have your car and those kind of things. And then you just make a plan and say, OK, I want to take this trip. You know, Chris and I were looking at this amazing trip to the Philippines. And so it started with like looking at the location and figuring it out. But then you, you start and go, well, you know, how much is the airfare and what what's the hotel? And then you just figure out what the number is. And so once you have that then you just start making a plan. And it's really good, Tony, is if you can figure out what you want to do and you save for it ahead of time so that you don't have to put it on your credit card. Yeah, even better. That's 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 a key right there because when a lot of people travel, and my wife and I have been guilty of this, oh, we can just put it on the credit card. And then if you don't get it paid off right away, uh, you end up paying huge amounts of interest or carrying it and your debt builds. And you don't want to do that, especially in retirement or leading up to retirement, right? Exactly, Tony. But one of the great things, though, that when you're retired is that you have a little more time and you have a little more flexibility. So, like, have you ever been at the airport and then they say, okay, who here will, you know, take a later flight and we'll give you a free ticket? 
you know, I've never done that because I always have somewhere I have to be. Yeah. Yeah. But I have, I've had been sitting next to those people that are just happy as they can be. And they're like, Oh, I'm good. (laughs) You know, they've got their book and they've got their snacks and they're like, yeah, I'll wait. And I talked to this one woman and she's like, I haven't paid for a ticket in two years because she just books herself on these flights. And then she's always, she's got the flexibility in her schedule. She likes to read anyway. And Tony, that was what she did. She's like, yeah, this is how I travel. I love it. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Some people can do that. And I've done that once where I got um, like $200 and a hotel. Uh, That's what they offered. So I took it, mm-hmm. uh, but I've only been able to, I've only been in a position to be able to do that once where I'm returning home and it was on a weekend. So I had an extra day, didn't have to be back at work or anywhere in particular. So, uh, but, uh, you know, that's a great option too. You know, if you're able to, Hey, I'll have a half day, uh, out of my vacation to get a free airline ticket. That's, that's awesome. Especially if you're <laughs> retired, you might as well do it because, it's not like you have to be anywhere at any certain time, typically, right? Exactly. And and the key here, Tony, is is if it's not a sacrifice. Like if you're right. comfortable and you're going to read a book or go stay and have a nice night in a hotel, that's great. What you don't want, though, is to be doing it because you, you're stressed out and you have to and, and something's giving with the family. But that's what's, what's really nice about retirement. And then, you know, we all see those things, too, where there's those last minute um, deep discount prices for, you know, especially like trips to Vegas that we get a lot of advertisements for oh, that here sure. in Colorado. Yeah. And if you're if you're retired, you can do it as long as you have a pet sitter and uh, someone to to check your mail or something. There's no reason you can't pop out last minute. Yeah. So it's like, wow, eighty nine dollars round trip. I'll take it, you know, just to visit that place. Now that's hard because for the planners out there that they, they, they would never do that. And I get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people really need uh, to plan. They're not spontaneous and they don't like that. So that makes that harder. Uh, but that is a good deal to watch out for those last minute deals. Uh, what else do you have for us? What's another tip? Well, one of the things that's great, Tony, is that when you have that flexibility is that you get to travel during the um, times of year, think about kids in school. Like how many, how much of your life did you have to organize your family vacations around the summers when the kids were off school or maybe over the Christmas holiday? Yep, holidays and vacations, yeah. And so, but once you're retired, guess what? You can go when all the kids go back to school. Yeah. So that you're, you're gonna have a little less, it's gonna be a little less busy, the prices are gonna be a little better. And it was very interesting. Chris and I like to go to a spot on the Big Island in Hawaii. And the first time we went, we just we happened to be right between Christmas and Thanksgiving and Christmas. And it was Tony. It was like we had the resort to ourselves. We're like, oh, this that's is awesome. awesome. But every time we've been back, we have been back during a a little bit more of a busy season, and it was packed. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, and <laughs> I that, get it now. Yeah. So you don't want to travel if you're retired. You don't have to travel during the peak season, which is what you're. Uh, talking about, but you also don't necessarily have to sacrifice and go during the off season when weather or whatever might not be as good. Uh, You can get that sweet spot, like you said, kind of in between, uh, which is actually called the shoulder season. I've heard that referred to as the shoulder season. I got a kick out of that because there's the peak season and then there's the off season, but in between they call it the shoulder season. So, uh, you know, you you just, uh, I think that's really interesting. And um, you know, it makes sense to look into that, especially if it means, hey, the weather might still be warm and pleasant, but there are fewer fellow tourists uh, milling around, right? 
Exactly. And and so I you know, I like that. So that there's your social distancing right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Travel and, during the shoulder season. <laughs> yeah, and shorter lines if you you know, if you go someplace that might have uh, lines, right? Like I'm thinking Disneyland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> terrible. There's never a short line there. No, I, yeah, I don't so, think there is a shoulder or off season at Disney World, that's for sure. <laughs> but it's it's yes but that's definitely makes a big difference when you go because it, it, it all comes back to you know money is great and we like money but really time is the more valuable commodity isn't it oh tara you just said it yeah it's true time is so valuable and so uh, as important as money is and, and we're talking about trying to you know travel on a on a, on a fixed income but really time is what's valuable and so you can use that to your advantage when you're retired because you have time. That's the exactly. Key. And and I love this example, Tony. I was reading that, you know, shorter lines like Disneyland, you're never going to find a short line. But when you're retired, think outside the box. What if you just took like an amazing trip to somewhere like Croatia? There's culture and history and and you can explore and and a trip like that. You can do a little research ahead of time. So you could almost just think outside the box and go, wow, you know, where's a part of the world that would just feel extremely exotic to go visit? And you can have an amazing trip that way. Yeah. Colorado Springs comes to mind. Oh, wait, (laughs) (laughs) you said exotic. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Uh, Yeah. You want to get away. Uh, everybody wants to get away and see someplace different. And there are so many of those places. I mean, right here in the U.S. and, of course, traveling abroad is uh, another obvious one. Um, you know, and I know there's things, other things you can do with flights as well. You know, like you've mentioned before, flying into one city, leaving for home from another city. Uh, maybe you could cross more destinations off and get cheaper tickets. Uh, you have to really plan, though. Uh, and look into it. And if you strategize and spend the time strategizing, you can find the deals, can't you? You really can. And this is where I, I miss. I'm, I'm old enough to remember back in the day when there used to be travel agents that would help you with this stuff. And and you probably have or like me where you have a couple friends that are just amazing at planning these trips. But it's worth it to do a little bit of the research and look because you can really get a lot of better deals if you if you plan. Like one of the things I found when I um, go to China to teach riding lessons, if I booked a direct flight from Colorado Springs to Shanghai, it would be almost $13,000. But oh. if, if I booked a ticket from Colorado Springs to San Francisco and then a separate ticket from San Francisco to Shanghai, it was about $5,000 from San Francisco to Shanghai and maybe $600 so it was like almost less than half the price. Wow. And it, and it was only, and the funny thing was, is they would pay for my travel, but just for me, I just didn't feel good about it. <laughs> right. Like, that's just, but so it was just a quirk in the system where if, but if I hadn't asked the question, then uh, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. And so that's what travel agents used to be able to do for you. But, you know, here's the thing. It's not necessarily a high skilled thing where you have to have some expert to figure that out. It's just a matter of time. What they did is spent the time uh, figuring out these little tricks. And so if you put in the time, you can find those deals, right? You really can. And that's where you just look and figure out, you know, especially where you're going, like some places I always like Southwest as an example, I always forget about because they don't participate in like the, the big search engines. 
And so I always had to go, oh, wait, let me just check Southwest because we took um, two years ago, we went to Costa Rica and I usually fly United, but I was just, we were looking and it was like, hey, look, Southwest actually has a flight to Costa Rica, who knew? And we were able to get a much better deal. So yeah, it's always good if you have the time to do a little research, talk to people and, and it's a lot easier if you if you can plan it out and, and take a look at it. And that's the great thing. When you're retired, you do have a little more time and, and you can make it like a fun thing. Like you could plan the whole itinerary and, and look at how you're going to do it. So if you approach it as something fun, that's a way to shift it in your head so that it really becomes part of the adventure. Uh, this is an exciting conversation to have. Uh, thinking about traveling and vacations is always fun. Uh, that's why people do that first before they do any type of retirement or income planning, <laughs> right? <laughs> we'd rather exactly. we'd rather plan for our vacations. Uh, uh, we put off what we don't like, uh, but we spend time on what we do, and it is fun to think about travel and where you want to go, and uh, even working out how much it'll cost. But uh, what do you have next for us? Well, so then. It- it, it all comes down to like, I think the, the term I'm learning, and this is how old I am, Tony, is life hacks. Have you heard that term? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where I'm like, I've been out of touch for a while. What's a life hack? But I mean, that's really what we're talking about is there's a lot of things that you can do if you just know the, if it's almost like if you've got the inside scoop. And one of the, the next things that you can really do is look about, look about traveling and um, driving because you can, you can save a lot of money that way. And I can tell you, one of my bosses is getting ready to retire. And Tony, he had this amazing trip. So they were going to fly to Italy and they had booked a bed and breakfast, which you know is always cheaper than a hotel. And they were going to stay in this little town that was super famous for wine, their total wine aficionados. And they were going to hang out there. And then they had booked, they were then going to drive around the coast and make their way eventually over to France just getting in the car and driving. and But they had the time, right? Because they were retired. So they were just going to plan this amazing trip all the way through Italy. And it was going to be so much more cost effective because they weren't um, having to pay for the airport fees. But I guess what, Tony? They didn't have to go to airports either. Yeah. yeah and that's a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Not having to deal with airport travel in airports is huge and security and uh, yeah, that's a big hassle, and that's good. And not staying in expensive hotels, but maybe uh, in a nicer bed and breakfast or smaller uh, motel, uh, you know, you do your research, find the ones with the good reviews. You don't want to stay at the cockroach uh, motel, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want to. There's some motels out there that are not good. But, you know, you can do things for a budget. But I like that idea, driving between destinations uh, and uh, staying more cost effectively. Uh, and a lot of times you'll save money uh, driving rather than flying. Uh, and, you know, you can look for hotels uh, with free breakfast. You know, Tara, there's nothing I like more than a free breakfast. <laughs> well, uh, I love breakfast, but even better than breakfast is a free breakfast. And when it comes to getting a room for the night, my philosophy has always been that uh, if I'm someplace with plenty of attractions to enjoy, why fork over a ton of money for a hotel when I'm just going to sleep there, right? 
Well, you know, it is. And, and I could tell you that I really, I had never stayed in a bed and breakfast before, but on my um, last trip to Hawaii, we usually stay in our timeshare, but we went a couple days early. And so we got a bed and breakfast, Tony. And it was lovely because the room was really the same price as it was actually cheaper than a hotel room. And then we had this whole breakfast and it was, you get to meet, you know, the couple that's running the bed and breakfast. It was, it was a really cool experience. So I was like, okay, this is a little cheaper. I'm getting fed and then you go out and spend your day. So it's if you're willing to break outside of your comfort zone a little bit, there are just some really cool experiences that you can have. And surprisingly, they cost a little less. Yeah. And isn't that amazing? I I think that's fantastic. And uh, of course, you mentioned Hawaii and now I'm jealous. That's actually one place I've never been that everyone travels to. And my wife and I have never been there. So uh, that's definitely on the bucket list for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you can also utilize, you don't have to rent a car. I think car rental, I, I just can't believe how expensive it's gotten. Uh, my wife had to go out and visit her father, uh, in, uh, Washington state, right on the edge of Oregon there near Astoria. And so she flew into Portland and rented a car, uh, to drive out to where he lives. Uh, and she looked into pricing. It's just crazy. And so she found, even though it was quite a distance, it was so much easier to just Uber because he had a vehicle once she got there. So sometimes Ubers, if you can stay in the prime area you want to visit and then just get an Uber or a Lyft, it actually ends up being less expensive depending on how much you need to drive around. But even if you have to drive around quite a bit, it's we actually did the research on this. We had a trip to Vegas. We were going to go to the Rolex, the World Cup before it got canceled. Oh, yeah. But we actually looked at renting a car versus Ubering. And the, the deal was it was going to be almost the same. But the thing was with Uber, you get door to door service. Yeah, you don't so have to worry have to about deal with parking. You don't have to we pay didn't for have parking. To, and that's a hassle in Vegas. Parking is it's terrible. a real big hassle. Yeah. So it was and, and then like. I don't know if you've been to that airport, but you get to the airport and then the, the car rental place is off site. So then you have to take a bus to get the car. And so it's it adds an extra hour or two to your trip just when you're getting there. So I, I'm a big fan of because there's Uber and Lyft and Wings. There's a lot of different um, options now. And then definitely, Tony, like if you're going to a city like New York City, people that live there don't even have cars. Right. And even in Vegas, it's the same way. And and that's a pro tip you just gave us right there. That's what we call pro tip because yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the inside knowledge because it, you never rent a car in Vegas. That is a rule. And I think very few people do now uh, that are in the know because it's a hassle to get around the strip in a car. And because Uber will pick you right up at certain, uh, right outside your uh, the casino and take you to wherever you want. You can go from one end of the strip to the other. You can go out to the dam. Uh, it's really, really easy. And the money you save on the car rental and the parking, uh, it'll be a wash, but it's much more convenient. Yeah, just the hassle. And New York it, City, it's, like it's, you said, big cities, they don't even, they don't own their own cars. And in, in major cities like, uh, especially certain cities like San Francisco, New York, uh, really, uh, Uber and Lyft are the ways people get around there and taxis. Tony, I know full grown adults in New York City that don't even have driver's licenses. Yep. I'm like, how can you be an adult and not have a driver's yeah, license? Yeah, I have friends. <laughs> I, I have friends in New York, too. I know a guy in New York who doesn't own a driver's license or have a driver's license or own a car. That yeah. was such a rite of passage for me as a 16 year old. I oh, was getting yeah. my license. 
And to, to look at people, I'm like, you don't even have a license. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, if you live in New York City, you don't need one. Yeah, absolutely. And and then, you know, obviously walking is always a good option, too. Yep. So you can you can go. It's just a whole different lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, it and really, I, I think that is. So uh, obviously uh, some people want to plan big trips and some people want to plan small trips. And so maybe if your budget isn't enough for uh, that big European, you know, country by country trip, maybe uh, take bite off smaller pieces at a time, right? Absolutely. So make that part of your your experiment to to go and, and, you know, dip your toe in the water, if you will, and take a little small trip and see how it worked and see... Because you always learn, like every time you travel, when you're done, you're like, okay, that trip was good, but if I would have done this and this and this, it would have been even better. And so, you if you go and do that, you can start to figure out how to how to do that. But Tony, it's just amazing. Actually, I was you reminded me of another story. I met this woman, and she's like, I've been to 140 countries. Oh wow! Tony, this lady was she was working at a dive shop. I'm like, you don't make enough money to travel like that. And what she does, Tony, is that she looks around and she buys uh, tickets on cruises. Ah, and and they they they'll go and they'll they'll stop in all the ports, but you know they're pretty reasonably priced, and she'll just work enough to save up money. And when you go on the cruise, right, all your meals are paid for, you've got a place to stay, and then you get to travel and see a ton of things. And and it was interesting because I had just never thought about that, but that was what she did. She, you know, was so people say you don't, I don't live to work, I work to live. This lady definitely worked to live. Yeah, that's see, that's <laughs> smart. That's another life hack where. She's figured out, hey, I want to visit different countries, uh, but flying and staying in hotels is really expensive and the meals. Uh, but taking a cruise that makes all these stops, if I save up, I just pay uh, one lump sum that's less and I can do all these things and I have a place to stay and food to eat. So that that makes perfect sense to me. I am personally not a cruise fan. Uh, I've been on one in my life and I just I hear too many things and I'm susceptible, you know, my immune system, I don't think is good enough for a cruise. Of course, now uh, that whole industry right, right. shut down and uh, I feel bad for the people that work in that industry because of COVID. But, but yeah, on a good day before COVID, I would worry about a cruise. <laughs> That's just me though. <laughs> no, and it's, but it, but I like the way she thought though. Yes, she figured out a way yeah. to go and, um, and then there's, yeah, there's just there's just so many different things out there that it's always amazing. So it, the bottom line is if you have a passion, you want to do it, make your plan, get the picture, and then you just figure out how. Yep. And I think it's super important. Like one of the things I do with, with most of my clients is we set aside just one special account that's like a five-year duration that we set up, and this is going to be your vacation fund. Yeah. And and then so no matter what's happening they have permission and it's it, psychologically and mentally it, it's really helpful and it, and it makes the whole process better because if your retirement planning is all just about scrimping and saving and never having any fun what that's not exciting so you want to have some fun things built in there too planning doesn't mean just being uh the planning for the bad things you can plan for the good things too all right yeah yeah, that's great advice and a good note to end today's show on. We're out of time. Uh, why don't you let our listeners know one more time, Tara, how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary consultation. Sure, Tony. So this is like the fun side of financial planning. So if you're listening to today's show and you, you've got a pretty good handle on how you're planning your budget, but you want to figure out how to plan for some fun as well, 
give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. And Tony, we have set aside those 20 complimentary appointments for those first 20 callers. And that number is 719-210-4242. Tony, we want to connect with those people who are ready to take action and make a plan for their dreams. Join us soon for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at taraenolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.